Hello everyone. I hope you're having a good week and finding time for reflection and relaxation. I know that we're largely in lockdown and stuck to base, but that can bring its own stresses. So do try and find some time for you each day, said the pot to the kettle. <laughs> So today we're a little further on in Peter's first letter. We're uh, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scripture says, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honour, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, here's God's people are declared the church. It's, uh, we're not bricks and mortar, but living stones joined together, built up together to be a place of refuge in the world to others. So as Christians, we are to come to Christ, the living cornerstone of God's temple. And for those who know anything about building, and I think I might be right when I say that the cornerstone is the most important stone in um, a building. Without that, there isn't the strength to keep it up. So um, Jesus is the living cornerstone of God's temple. Without him, we don't have the strength to uh, do the things that we are called to do and be for him. He um, is rejected by people, but chosen by God for great honour. And then you, me and you, are living stones. And God is building us into his living temple. Wow. And added to that, we are his holy priests. And there are two types of priests for us. Um, those set apart for ordained priestly ministry and everyone set apart as God's holy priests, members of a royal priesthood. And through Jesus, we do not need to offer physical sacrifices as they did in the Old Testament. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice once and for all. And we can now offer spiritual sacrifices, offerings to God, by being willing to do his will for our lives. When we trust in Jesus, we will never be disgraced in God's eyes. There's nothing that we can do that can make him reject us. Uh, in uh, the, my study Bible, here's what it says. There's quite a few different takes on on this passage so um in the first it's in describing the church as god's spiritual temple 
Peter drew an Old Testament, or, sorry, drew on Old Testament text to support his point. Uh, Psalm 118 verse 22 and Isaiah 814 and Isaiah 28 verse 16. Peter's readers would have understood the living stones to be Israel. Then Peter applied the image of the cornerstone to Christ. Once again, Peter showed that the church does not cancel the Jewish heritage, but what it does is fulfil it. Peter portrays the church as a living spiritual temple of God, with Christ as the foundation and cornerstone and each believer as a stone. Paul portrays the church as a body, if you remember in uh, Ephesians and also 2 Corinthians, I think. But Paul portrays the church as a body with Christ as the head and each believer as a member. So, for example, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. Both pictures of the church, Peter's living stones and Paul's uh, church as the body, emphasise community. One stone does not make a temple or even a wall. One body can't function without the others. In our individualistic society, it can be too easy to overlook or neglect our interdependence with other Christians. We need each other. When God calls you to a task, remember that he also calls many others to work with you. Together, your individual efforts will be multiplied. Look for those people and join with them to build a beautiful house for God. And so what are these spiritual sacrifices that are mentioned in verse 5 that we offer to God? Well, when sacrificing an animal according to God's law in the Old Testament, a priest would kill the animal, cut it in pieces and place it on the altar. Sacrifices were important, but even in the Old Testament, God made it clear that obedience from the heart was much more important. See, for instance, 1 Samuel 15 verse 22, or Psalm 40 verse 6, or Amos chapter 5 verses 21 to 24. God wants us, now that we are his holy priests, to offer ourselves as living sacrifices and spiritual sacrifices, daily laying aside our own desires and following him, putting all our energy and resources at his disposal and trusting him to guide us. The New Testament letters help clarify what this kind of sacrifice looks like. So one, we give our bodies and our wills to God's control, Romans chapter 12. Number two, we offer our love to God and to others, Ephesians chapter 5. Number three, we give money to help in ministry, Philippians chapter 4. And number four, we offer praise to God, Hebrews chapter 13. Well, no doubt Peter often thought of Jesus' words to him right after he confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus' response was, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Matthew chapter 16. 
What is the stone that really counts the most in the building of the church? Peter answers, Christ himself. Jesus Christ is called the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. And some will stumble over Jesus because they reject him or refuse to believe his true identity. But Psalm 118 says that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, the most important part of God's building, the church. And what are the characteristics of Christ, the cornerstone? One, he is completely trustworthy. Two, he is precious to believers. And oh, how precious he is to me and to so many of you. And three, though rejected by some, he is the most important part of the church. That's who Jesus is to us. Or is he? I guess that's for us to think about and answer for ourselves. But for now, let's just hold on to the fact that we are part of God's church, living stones called to work together, to be community, to care for others and to go out working together to bring in the kingdom. Amen. Lord, we thank you that we are your living stones, your holy priests, vessels to be used by you in power. When we feel that we are restricted by lockdown, show us that we, as your living stones, can still be used to share the gospel, to offer to pray for people, to point people in the right direction for help and support. As your living stones, we each have a ministry to fulfil, and it might simply be having a listening ear, making that phone call to the person that has been on your mind, sending a text of encouragement and love, a card, a letter. These are the things that matter in lockdown. Help us, Lord, to be a light shining in the darkness, a glimmer of hope, even when we're unaware of it. Use us, Lord. Amen. Lord, today we do pray for people who have little or nothing, for those who feel trapped in their situation and can't see the bigger picture or even any tiny glimmer of light or hope. We pray for people who are, who are hungry, for parents who struggle to feed their children and themselves. We thank you for the work of food banks and pray that they would have the resources to continue to meet so many needs. We pray that you would give us an appreciation of our food, the work that goes into producing and, distrib and distributing it. Teach us not to be wasteful, but to preserve and pass on the goodness of your earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
And today on the 6th we bring before you uh, another school in our parish, uh, the pupil, staff and governors of Chewell Lane Infant School. And as we did yesterday, again bring before God any of the schools that you're associated with. And Lord, we pray that children stay safe this summer. That staff have a restful time. And that come September, things may feel a little more secure and steady and certain. As the children go back to school. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And then we pray for everyone who lives and works in the area of Church Bank, Church View, Claremont Street, Claremont Villas, Clay Street, Clement Street, Cleveland's Avenue and Cleveland's Garden. May your Holy Spirit be present in those areas. And may your spirit of hope be in each place, each home, each place of work, each area in those streets. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so as our Saviour taught us, we say together, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And so now as we journey on through Thursday, remember that God is with you. I'm going to say the words attributed to Reinhold Niebuhr, which some of you, most of you will know. God grant us the serenity, to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'll say that again. God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Now I know there'll be some of you who have that written down somewhere. Um, I seem to remember in some of our discussions that that's a particularly um, important uh, little prayer for some of you. And um, it is so true. So may God indeed give us the peace um, in order to do, uh, to get through each day changing the things that we can and um, accepting the things that we cannot. So, 
Enjoy the rest of Thursday, everyone. And I'll see you tomorrow, another Friday. Um, uh, but until then, have a lovely day. Bye for now.